This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how science fiction, horror, fantasy and comics help us explore our humanity. Hi, this is Tony Tolado, and today we're going to look at a film called The Mandela Effect. And it's really two different conversations. First, we're going to start off with the film's director and co-writer, and that is David Guy Levy, and one of its stars. The Mandela Effect is a very interesting film. It, depending on your beliefs, it really questions reality. If you're a Philip K. Dick fan like I am, then it's always good to question reality once in a while. And that's what this film does. Is this a parallel universe that we're going to be unveiled before our eyes? Or is it a large simulation by a powerful computer, a la The Matrix? Questions that this film asks and dives deep into it, but yet it also revolves around a family. There is more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. It's Tony Tolado, and with me today, interesting, the co-writer and director of a film, David Gottlieby. It's called The Mandela Effect, and also one of the stars who plays the very troubled Brendan, Charlie Huffheimer. Welcome, gentlemen, to uh, the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Tony. David, how did this uh, how did how did this idea come to you? I mean, this to me, uh, kind of uh, kind of goes into the Philip K. Dick kind of ter- territory. Oh, yeah. Well, K. Dick is someone I definitely look up to, for sure. Uh, you know, like, uh, I think the idea first presented itself uh, at a moment uh, in my life where uh, I was really interested in simulation hypothesis, hypothesis and, and the idea that we might all be living in a simulated uh, reality. I've been reading about different people's beliefs and philosophies on the subject, and then I was introduced to the Mandela effect, uh, the phenomenon of many people remembering something different than the way it was on a large scale. And then uh, finding the connection between the two is very exciting for me. And then, then also going through some personal trauma in my life, I started to question what was real and what wasn't. I thought, well, this is all kindling for the idea that became this movie. How did you uh, approach Brendan? Did you and chance to kind of uh, talk about how to, uh, you know, how to how to create this character? Well, the interesting thing was, you know, we did it with Charlie, uh, you know, because we actually knew we wanted him. But the, when we started to think about the story and 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 how we'd approach it, we were sort of like, well, you know who we should be writing this for is, is Charlie, who we know to be this fantastic actor we worked with previously on a film called Would You Rather? And so uh, the character, even though Stefan and I had come up with how to approach a story, we then got to develop it with Charlie himself. Well, I mean, that was one of the things I really looked forward to in working on this. I mean, uh, even even before the concept itself, I, I had such a great experience working with Stefan and David on, on Would You Rather? It was just uh, honored and tickled by the fact that they would think of me um, in this next venture of theirs. And then the prospect of getting to be in the trenches with them uh, in the latter parts of the script development was also something that I truly enjoy. I have a little bit of a directing producing history myself and the collaborative part, the conceptual part, the development part uh, was extremely exciting. Um, and then in the case of Brendan specifically, I think we might have developed the idea of him being a coder together and um, ways of giving him uh, agency uh, without letting too many cats out of the bag in in terms of how he could have some sense of control or potential control 
over the obstacles that he would be confronted with in this movie. Um, and, 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 and also, I, I mean, I really liked the way in which uh, David and Stefan were approaching the idea of an antagonist, which I feel is really original in this movie, one where we don't necessarily see them in the flesh or have a sort of symbolic embodiment of them, but where it's sort of lurking behind these actions we see unfold. And it was a really interesting process working with them to try to find the sweet spot of uh, enough to hold on to, to feel like we were connected to and fearing uh, the obstacle and the antagonist, but not so much as to uh, spoon feed the audience or let the cat out of the bag or, or prevent an audience from being able to go down their own rabbit hole. And as you yeah. said, really, really think about the movie and yeah. the concept. For, for both of you, how, how do you develop a family dynamic? And obviously the family is very important to this film, uh, you know, with your, with your wife uh, and also your daughter in the film. Uh, for both of you, so how, how do you actually work on something so that we see a family that looks like a family uh, and, and make it totally believable? If you can relate to them emotionally, that could probably be your, your entryway into, into finding that believability in them, you know? So the film starts off, so it's not really a big spoiler. In the first, you know, two minutes of the movie, they lose, they lose their daughter. You're immediately just understanding that they're coming from a place of grief. And probably, even though they're both grieving uh, on, on intense levels, they're, they are approaching it from different angles. And so we wanted him to maybe gravitate and try to, uh, towards, towards finding an answer or explaining you know, his grief to himself, and you have her sort of trying to maybe dive into her work and, and not think about it as much or in the same way that he is. I think they're both thinking about it uh, a lot, but they, they want to handle it in different ways. And then, you know, uh, for my own personal life, uh, I'm really close with my sister's husband. My, my wife's brother is really close to me. I always find that, a, you know, a sibling in a marriage situation is a common factor in my life. And that's sort of where Matt came from. And Matt was this way to be someone he thinks he could trust with, with what he's doing, but also who then becomes the counterpoint to his point. You know, as he's thinking about things, there's someone to, to then have a counterpoint debate with and then also be able to flag his with the way he's handling with his issues to his wife. So, like, those three characters offer us a way to get into the story as well and the ideas we're, we're, we're presenting in a way where we can present them and then discuss them, you know, with these three different mindsets. Part of it is having, you know, when you have a great collaborator in Alexa Palladino, you know, you, you, you get to talk about things that aren't even in the script and to sort of understand to the context of, of their relationship and their love and what worked well when things worked well and um, and, and watch some of the intervening time between the loss of their daughter and, and when we find them, the thrust of the story, you know, what some of the events were that happened and uh, to play with improvs and, and to, you know, ask and answer lots of questions about the nature of their dynamic, such that hopefully some of that shows up in between the lines on screen and in the, the nuances of their interactions. At the time that we were filming this, my longtime fiance was pregnant with my now uh, almost two-year-old son, oh, wow. and um, and so with regards to the daughter and the uh, loss thereof, you know, it requires 
projecting some of your worst fears um, and some of your you know deepest sensations of of, of love uh, that you genuinely feel in your own life onto the circumstances that Brendan finds himself in and onto his daughter played by Maddie DeGraw. So that was some of the acting approach to creating verisimilitude in the family. Basically, I, I just I, the movie has a little bit of mystery in it. Uh, it's trying to find out the cause, and really, it questions what reality is because of the themes of the film. Uh, well, David, you wrote it or co-wrote it, but have you kind of kind of taken a step back and maybe rethought a little bit of what our reality really is? One hundred percent. While I don't know what I believe, I know that I have lots of questions. As you look into the Mandela effect, no matter what side you are on, you are on the subject. You uh, you probably have one opinion on the, or the other why it is what it is. As far as simulation hypothesis, I've yet to come up with any good reason that we're not living in a simulation. So I, I haven't ruled it out. <laughs> I certainly hope that this is one of the uh, you know that you can't separate a piece of art from the moment that it it, it is released into the world. And uh, you know, on today this divided society we live in playing out right now in the media, who among us doesn't wonder how we share one common reality with people with such diametrically opposing views on what it is, what's right, what's fair, what's real. And so hopefully this movie and Brendan can be uh, an opportunity to encourage all of us to uh, question our own foredrawn conclusions. Yeah, it's, uh, I've always thought that like when you're sleeping, the the world kind of resets and maybe the room around you isn't exactly what you think it is kind of thing. So I've mm -hmm. kind of always questioned reality and it's kind of like, you know, if I were designing this, I think I would have made it a lot better you know, than what, what it is. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. It makes me think and guys really appreciate it. These are the kind of films that I like. So thank you for your time. Oh, thank, thank you. Your time. Appreciate it. There's more of my look at the Mandela effect here on Sci-Fi Talk. Hello, I am C-3PO, Human-Cyborg Relations. This is Leonard Nimoy. Hi, I'm Angel Colby. Um, I play Guinevere in Merlin. Hi, this is Billy Boyd. I play Pippin in Lord of the Rings. And you're listening to Sci-Fi Talk. Live long and prosper. My wife and I saw White Rabbit, Red Rabbit here in New York with Robert. Really? Yep. And my, you actually picked my wife to go stage with you so that oh was my fun. gosh that's amazing <laughs> oh my god i'm so glad you saw that that was one of the most amazing nights of theater oh, I've ever i, I mean such a brilliant brilliant project i'll tell you that was the fact that you were literally doing it on the fly really yeah, that is challenging for any actor amazing stuff. it was it was like it was the closest to skydiving <laughs> Hoping the parachute open, you know. So today I am with Robin Lord Taylor, who you know, of course, and also Aleska Palladino. Really, both of you, for both of you, Aleska, this role for you, about a challenge, uh, this one for you, certainly had a very interesting arc during the middle uh, of the film. So talk about playing her and how you kind of uh, worked with her arc a little bit. Right. Yeah, it was a very, um, I mean, first of all, the, her arc was really compelling to me. And um, the challenge of it was how to make it make sense, <laughs> you know. And so I was thinking a lot about how trauma lives in the body, whether or not 
we know things on two different levels. There's there's a physical knowledge of stuff that has happened that you hold in your body, and then there's you know your memory and yeah. and things that, that you can um, consciously remember. And so when we take away what someone can consciously remember because you know the rewriting of the simulation, um, we're really left with what the body has experienced. And I felt like that's what was driving her mad was that split between what she can physically remember happening and uh, what was, what was being presented to her as, as reality at that point. Um, so yeah, just a lot of, a lot of trying to understand trauma and how it, yeah. how it does live in our bodies. There is more sci-fi talk. So stay tuned. You know, and Robin, you played Matt. You were, uh, you're, you are uh, Brandon's brother. Um, what's interesting is their relationship. Kind of talk about how you both established that relationship. Apparently, they were able to do that pretty much as you were going along. Yes. Um, well, I, I sort of see, I, I see Matt as he's kind of, he's sort of, uh, he's the skeptic. He's the grounding uh, character in this story. Um, He's the one who's constantly trying to bring Brandon, Brandon back from, from the edge and, and to really focus on what is physically in front of him, which is uh, Matt's sister, and, and help him deal with his grief in a way that, that he doesn't seem to be dealing with. And, so, and also, like, I sort of feel like you know, Matt is, in a way, he is a stand-in for the audience as well, in that like, he, yeah. he is... Um, he, he, he's sort of, again, he's the skeptic. He's, he's the example of, you know, how many, many people, how they approach this idea of the Mandela effect. And, and you know, when he, when he says repeatedly, it's false memory, you know, and he's, he's basically seeing his brother-in-law spin out. He just wants to bring him back to what he thinks is reality. It, the, the film deals with reality. You know, you always wonder, especially when I was younger, like if you're in a room, what happens to the other room since you can't see it? Is it being like reconstituted or something? Or if you leave someplace, we, we just flew from Charleston, South Carolina. So it's like, is it really there? You know, you, you really don't know. It's really. Your perception doesn't allow that. Right. I, I love that about this movie and, and just the idea, these ideas that we address in the film also is that you, can, you can't prove that they aren't real. Like, that's the thing. And that's what's so exciting about it. It's, you know, it's, yeah, the fact that, you know, if you just look at it with a different, from a different viewpoint, you know, that, yeah, like reality as we know it and we come to understand it, we might just be thinking of it that way because that's what makes us feel comfortable. It's really hard. I mean, I'm open to any of the possibilities. I think that there is a lot of science that I don't necessarily understand that does definitely support this idea of simulations. There's a lot of really intelligent people I know that really believe it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I, ha if I have enough. I think I'm the kind of person who really learns off of my own experience. So I'm yeah. not sure what reality I'm in, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think it's fascinating. I love, I love um, all possibilities. And you know, there is some special effects and they're really used well. And um, I don't want to give anything away, but what was it like for you to kind of uh, perform with the effect? Um, it was really embarrassing. <laughs> so for that shot, I think you're talking about, I had to like yeah. stand, I had to stand and like, 
be mid scream for like 30 seconds, which is like, you know, it's a weird, it's a, it was a weird thing to do, but, um, and you can't move at all and all this stuff. So it was interesting, but, uh, but I love the outcome. So it was definitely worth it. <laughs> and really with both of your characters in relation to Brendan have to be grounded. Otherwise the movie, you just, you can't, you can't buy anything that's going on. Uh, talk about that aspect to bring a reality to that relation, those relationships. Well, that, that was really what, what really hooks me into the project to begin with is the fact that I, I love it when you have a, where, where there's a film or, or, or whatever uh, medium you want to want to talk about where it takes, you know, such a giant concept such as simulation theory or, you know, multiple realities existing and, and, and really bringing it into a, a real human uh, experience, which is what this family goes through the loss of, of their daughter and um, and yeah and so like being able to uh, to, to, to really show hum- like that side of these humans and what they're going through and to do it in such a gentle uh, thoughtful caring way at the same time addressing these larger than life concepts I think like that that was so important I think for all of the actors and and again like we all along with David, we all really connected on an emotional level. We all felt very close. And I think that's really what comes through when you see the film is that, you know, behind the scenes, we, we really do, there is a family feeling between all of us and um, that love is real. Yeah, definitely. It's such a special group of people, this one. What's so beautiful about this movie is that both stories could stand on their own. Both stories could be their own. Exactly. Story, you know, and, and that they are so seamlessly like sewn together in this way that you don't feel you don't feel like one is in vain of the other you know you don't feel like there's just this family story shoehorned in for the sake of like getting people emotionally involved and you know it feels like it's coming from a real genuine place of of just what happens when we're fighting against loss you know Mm -hmm. what happens to the brain when we're trying to either heal or fight and like that sort of the two, the two separate ways that, you know, Brendan and Claire deal with this new reality, you know, she really is looking to heal through acceptance and moving on and he's going to fight. Yes. And so it's interesting. Well, I have to uh, congratulate both of you. Robin, obviously for Gotham, I think your portrayal of uh, Cobblepot, Mr. Cobblepot and the Penguin was amazing. Uh, a lot of things that actors do, even down to the walk, uh, it was just, I totally believed you were him. So congratulations Thank you so on that. Much. Thank you. It was, it was honestly the, the role of a lifetime. Changed my entire life. And, and I really, I miss him, if that makes any sense. I miss his psycho. Yeah, sure. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And Alaska, this, the weird part is I can literally on television tonight watch you and the Irishman if I want to yeah. because it's available now. I know. So that's good. It's so good. That is that is really unique to uh, to looking, playing in the theaters and being able to watch it at home too. That's amazing. I know. I know. The times we're living in. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you enjoy your experience on in the film? Oh yeah. I yeah. There's yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a lot of um pinch me moments 
Um, yeah. It's like all of my heroes are in that movie. So <laughs> I, I was very shy <laughs> on set. <laughs> just staring at everybody a little too hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, so De Niro is just one of my favorites ever. And, you know, he's a rather quiet person and I'm a rather quiet person. We didn't do a lot of talking until the very end. I went up to him and I just said, by the way, (laughs) I just have to tell you, I love you. I love your work. I love your politics. I love everything about you. And he was like, whoa, okay. I was like, bye. (laughs) But I had to let him know. I had to let him know. Like, you're special Mm -hmm. to me. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) With uh, this film, Mandela Effect, uh, it's just any film, as I was saying earlier, that really questions our reality. To me, ventures into Philip K. Dick territory a little bit. Yeah. Actually, if I remember, there's even a clip of him in the film, if I remember correctly. So uh, in the when they're watching uh, TV at some point, uh, oh. so that was neat. But good eye, yeah. But I, like it, I like that, and I wish I could say more. But Robin, you have you have to do a shift as well in the course of the film, and uh, that was uh, that was interesting how that worked. But I can't get more specific, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. It was- thank you so much for for watching it and. Really enjoyed it. It, it. You know, it makes you, it makes you think. You know, and, uh, and enough of those movies these days, unfortunately. I know. But, well, that's uh, what's what so great movie? about the genre of sci-fi. You know, I mean, I grew up reading mm-hmm. a lot of sci-fi, and it's always been this, like, you know, this peek into our own experience that that is other. That is what if. That is, is this really this? And I think it's so important to. Uh, to do that in in these sort of you know really grounded ways, and it's so exciting right now as we watch sci-fi become less and less niche and be, yeah. really become part yeah. of the zeitgeist and, and part of you know just and and I feel like this movie just fits right in, into that so well and yeah. you know it really you know treats the t- treats the genre with such respect and um, I'm yes. really proud of that with this movie. That's a really great point. Thank you. You know? Yeah, yeah. It really is. You know, it's crossing over into, like, philosophy. Mm-hmm. I can think of a couple of shows and things, like the OA, all yeah. these things where sci-fi is becoming more of, like, this alternative, yeah, sort of it, almost philosophical-slash-religious way of experiencing ourselves mm-hmm. and the world. Cool. You can ignore it, but uh, I mean, artificial intelligence is literally hitting upon us, uh, slapping us in the face right now. So uh, it's here. I know. Yeah. I know. You know. Totally. Yeah. I mean, we're, we, we are on the threshold of actually, you know, we, we could very potentially be proving these, what are theories now of what is reality. We could very well with, you know, artificial intelligence and, you know, you know, more and more powerful computers as we address in, in the movie, you know, we can, we can yeah. hear at the threshold of possibly proving these to be true, which is so exciting. Yeah. Well, it's been great talking to both of you. I have a lot of respect uh, for your work and uh, it's, it's, you guys brought it and it's a very intriguing, it's a movie that's going to make me think about it for a while. Thank Love you that. so much, Tony. Thank you so yeah. much, Tony. That's amazing. And if folks, if you want to kind of have something to stir the old gray matter, the Mandela effect is a film. <laughs> yes.
All right. Thank you both. And thank you all for listening. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye. The Mandela Effect will be out December 6th. And also look for this one on demand. For Sci-Fi Talk, this is Tony Tolado. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Talk.